0: everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. So if you're just joining us and you don't know what the heck we're doing here on a Thursday, we are right in the middle of a three-part series about family travel. So yesterday, we brought you an episode where I talked a lot about all the travel I did when my kids were really small, especially visiting grandparents and going to family events. And we know people are starting to dip their toes back in the water this time of year, and things are different all over the country, and everyone's comfort level is different. But um, we're sharing stories yesterday and today and tomorrow about family travel. I don't know, Megan. I think in the hopes of whenever people feel ready that they'll have these stories to think about, just as a reminder that, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's all going to be okay.
1: Yeah, and, and we've talked a lot about how... um you get out of practice with these yes. kinds of things. And a lot of people who didn't even have a baby a year ago are now suddenly going to be like thrown, like thrust into the world of traveling with a baby or traveling with two kids and they only had one. So um, yeah, this has been really fun and I'm really excited about today's episode because we are interviewing a mom who has been on the road with her toddler <laughs> in a camper and her husband um, for a year now. And it's just like such an inspiring story. She's fantastic. Her name is Chelsea. And the way we met Chelsea actually is that she works for Regalo Baby, which is our sponsor for the series. And we don't usually have sponsors on these kinds of episodes as guests, but her experience was just so perfect. Um, And she's really fun and inspiring and has such great things to say about basically living and working because she's a full-time working mom too on the road um, with a toddler in tow and all the the sort of adventures and misadventures that they've run into. And I will also say, even if that's never going to be your thing, like you're never going to get in a camper with your kid, even for a weekend, let alone a year. (laughs) I still think there's just so much to benefit from in this conversation. Everything from um, just how to adventure and kind of like walk that line between planning, but like going with the flow Mm -hmm. and also small space living and and minimalism and living with less. It just, it was like an inspiring conversation all around.
0: It was. And I totally agree. You may listen to Chelsea and be like, yeah, nope, I could never do that. But you'll still hear about things like how she stores toddler toys and how she got used to small space living and how that dance of wanting to control everything as a mom, but also knowing you're not in control. Like there's so much of what she said that you and I Megan were both just like yes this is not about yeah. <laughs> you know full time working mom life in an rv this is really about like almost a crash course in early parenthood in ways that just I feel like she's going to be such a more fulfilled and like settled parent because she's done this like crash course in letting go of control on the road it was, it was a yeah. really cool conversation okay so before we dive into our conversation with Chelsea we mentioned that she works for our sponsor Regalo Baby and they just have some incredible solutions for traveling families, whether you're doing the RV thing or you're just going to the grandparents for the weekend. So let's chat a little bit about some of these great products.
1: Yeah, Sarah, when I had mobile babies, I remember really coveting one of those play corrals that keeps your little one, you know, out of danger and in one place. But the thing is, the ones that I saw back then were always enormous and bulky and would have been a total pain to lug along on a trip. but, The My Portable Play Yard from our sponsor, Regalo Baby, would have been such a lifesaver. It's totally portable, folds down small like a bag chair, and even comes with a carrying bag so you can easily tote it around.
0: Oh my gosh, right? Well, like we mentioned, our guest today, Chelsea, actually works for Regalo Baby, and she has some great tips for keeping her toddler safe and happy while full-time living in an RV. Spoiler alert, I already know that she loves that My Portable Play Yard, and I have a feeling I would in her shoes too. This is a really quick and easy way to create a portable play space for your baby. You just unfold it and lock it in place. It comes in two sizes and can be used inside or outside. There's also a deluxe play yard with an attachable canopy, which would be so nice for playground or beach play.
1: Yeah, my portable play yard would be amazing for travel, but also just for everyday mom sanity, you know. It is so nice to have a place where you can safely put a mobile baby or a toddler for a little while Where they can still see and interact with the world without like crawling into an anthill or a pile of dog poop or something like that.
0: Yeah, let's try to avoid that, please. Regalo Baby is a family-owned company that makes affordable and super practical products for busy families. I also love that Regalo is truly a family business. So, it was started by a couple over 25 years ago, and now all three of their grown kids work at the company too. Regalo's products are all about simplicity and functionality, and they have such great stuff for this stage of life. Definitely check it all out at regalobaby.com the mom hour, and you'll get a special discount just for being our listener. Again, that's regalo, R E G A L O, slash
1: the mom hour. Okay, Sarah, so excited about this. Let's dive into our conversation with Chelsea.
0: Chelsea, welcome to the Mom Hour.
2: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: We're so excited to dive in. Um, please just share the details of your family's travel and working and living situation. Um, we've told our listeners that you are full-time on the road, two full-time working parents. I'm not sure I even know what a fifth wheel is, so you're going to have to like explain <laughs> this to us.
2: Perfect. Yes, I can do that. Uh, yes. Yeah, so we've been traveling for the last year, um, and a fifth wheel. Camper is just a a different form of camper. It is pulled uh, differently than just connected to the bumper. Uh, A lot of times they're a little bit bigger. Uh, We do have like a thirty-two foot camper, so it really is a home on wheels. It has nearly all the conveniences that you know your normal home would have. Uh, You know, our bedroom, uh, a bunk room that has another bedroom in it. So, um, kitchen, living space, bathroom, shower. Uh, it does not have washer and dryer or a dishwasher, uh, okay. but really, the main difference is that it's two hundred square feet rather than you know a two thousand square foot home. Um, and so we uh, both are working remotely. Uh, my mm-hmm. husband is a project manager at an ad agency, and uh, I work as a digital marketing manager for regalo. Uh, so it's been something that we've both been able to do uh, wherever we are and we have decided to take advantage of the wherever we are part.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let me dig in with a couple follow-ups. Your toddler, Hayden, you said he's two. So when you hit the road, where were we in COVID and how old was your baby?
2: Yes, he is. He's over two now. Uh, We were like kind of right at the beginning of it, uh, which ended up being I guess a blessing for us in a way because it was such a good way to social distance. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, you know, we are a quarter mile from another person. Uh, Mm. So in that regard, really good as an extrovert, COVID has been very hard without people. uh, And that's just a general thing, no matter where you are. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so he was, a little over a year old when we started this journey so you know definitely has gone through some transitions yeah. in life from a year to over you know over 2 years old now
0: and how i mean i'm sure your whole itinerary would take a long time but like kind of give us a picture of how far and like where you've traveled so far and like how long you typically stay in one place or is it just a is it all over the
2: map literally um in a way it's all over the map but We actually kind of started this adventure as my husband saying like, well, maybe we could just go for like three weeks in the camper. Like we've never Mm -hmm. done anything like that. That'd be great. And I was like, "Okay, like we can go. We could go for three weeks. That'd be cool. Uh, And so we, you know, packed the things we thought we would need for three weeks. uh, And we now haven't been home in over a year. (laughs) Um, Wow. (laughs) So it ended up just uh, continuing and continuing. Um, and we have been, I think in like 22 different States in the last over year here. Um, we love national parks. We love hiking outdoor things, which has also been another, uh, kind of savior in COVID times Mm -hmm. uh, of just being outdoors. Um, so we do like to visit as many as we can. I think we've been to 16 uh, throughout this last year and then probably like countless national forests. Uh, we do, you know, we try to set ourselves up wherever we are uh, somewhere that's beautiful and that we can mm-hmm. enjoy, you know, being outside, uh, which also makes our small space feel bigger. Yeah, uh, The more you can be outside, then uh, you have just more options. Uh, so that's something that we really like to do. Um I don't really remember what else you just asked me, so. No, just, yeah. I
0: mean, I I didn't want you to feel like you had to list every state, but just hearing that you've been, you know, in 22 states and that you've kind of focused on that outdoor living and the active living, that's, you answered my question. Um, But I think what we're dying to know really is like, what is a day (laughs) in the life like as two working parents with a toddler who live out of 200 square feet on wheels? So I know that's kind of a tall order, but like. Can you just kind of give us a typical day?
2: Yeah, uh, so one of the biggest things for me has been trying to find some uninterrupted work time because mm-hmm. uh, with a toddler, you're interrupted, I think like every seven seconds. <laughs> so uh, I usually get up at like five a m and work, and I, so that gives me like two hours of uh, like uninterrupted work time, which is really helpful. Uh, when Hayden does get up, we have breakfast, and after that, like he plays really well. That's one thing that I think this journey has uh, been really good for—is independent play uh, mm-hmm. on his part. So you know that's something uh, that he will do, which gives me you know a lot of time to be working, and I can even be in meetings or anything that I need to be doing. Um, and then when we have the nap time, which is uh, the glorious time of oh, yeah. day. Uh, so we get, you know, I get like two or three hours, uh, during that time. That's completely uninterrupted as well. I try to schedule a lot of my meetings during that time, just so that, uh, it is uninterrupted. I am lucky to be, you know, with a company that, uh, kids are mostly always around Mm -hmm. whether we were in office or not in office. So, uh, he's, a part of a lot of meetings, he knows all of my coworkers. <laughs> he can name them the second they come onto the screen. Uh, so that is helpful, yet sometimes distracting. Yeah. So if I if I do need to have a meeting in which he is going to be awake, and uh, I then have you know, my husband maybe block off time in his calendar for work so that he can have a you know be there with him, and I can have my meeting. Um, my husband is in a lot more meetings. Uh, just throughout the day as a project manager than than I am. So uh, a lot of it does fall on me, which I think is probably a typical feeling for moms in general. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I have had to learn a lot uh, of different ways to work in like any situation. I might be sitting at a park. I, (laughs) uh, you know, might be just outside while he's playing in a giant mud puddle and you're looking at him knowing that you have to clean him up after this but it is keeping his attention for 45 minutes. So you just let it happen.
1: Yeah. Wow. Well, Chelsea, I know uh, in addition to the working mom stuff, which, um, you know, I know Sarah and I have both been there in having to be creative with napping kids and meetings from the park, but not that creative. (laughs) So like (laughs) you're, those challenges are definitely, um, amplified, let's say, but also, just motherhood on the road. I'm thinking, you know, the age, the age and stage that your son has been in when you've been traveling has really intersected with a lot of milestones. Like, I'm thinking first steps, first words, or even if that stuff was already happening, like tantrums, getting um, new nap schedules, dropping naps, adding naps, all mm-hmm. those things that you've gone through. How does life on the road impact those things? Make them harder? It maybe sometimes makes them easier.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, definitely just the normal life of, you know, children growing and and going through transitions. But I think, uh, you know, it has impacted different things. So he did, we did a nap transition from kind of those two naps a day to one nap a day, which for the most part, the most impact it had was on how we travel. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had to kind of change up how we did things. You know, we, he was dropping a nap. So we, Uh, He actually ended up becoming, you know, less of a car napper when dropping a nap. He really needed that that time to actually be in his bed. Uh, So that changes the logistics of how we travel. Um, We have fairly recently started transitioning him to a bed rather than, you know, a crib, uh, which in a small space causes a lot of, like, (laughs) reorganization. Um, Mm. So you know, that's been a, that's been a bit of a a challenge, but he's done pretty good with it. And I know the transitioning is a, just a normal life event that, that causes, uh, you know, issues no matter where you are. But, um, you know, we, because it's such a small space, you know, we use any area that we have for storage. And so that one of those beds that we moved him to used to be storage. So, that then brings into the like, okay, well, what are these things do we really need? Mm-hmm. Uh, what can we get rid of? Uh, which is like a, a kind of a cyclical thing, really, of, of trying to figure out um, how to make a small space the most functional.
1: And you've, you've also, you know, all these things that are playing out, a busy toddler is living in that small space. So on the days you can't get outside, on, on the days that's just not practical for weather reasons or whatever reasons... I'm sure you've had to kind of employ some strategies to keep him from climbing, literally climbing the walls of the inside of your camper.
2: Yes. Uh, So we have tried to be, you know, in the southern region of this country for most of the winter because it is warmer. Uh, We spent, I think, almost six weeks in Texas, which included the week that Texas (laughs) uh, froze and uh, was... That was a week, uh, that for sure. Uh, so we were not going outside, nor could we even move. We were frozen to where we were. Uh, so and there was no water, there was no power, there oh was nothing. Oh it was, it was a week for everybody in Texas, but it right. was probably a little even crazier in such a small space. So um, we got pretty creative. I will make little obstacle courses inside the camper for him. Uh, we'll take like the benches of our dining table and put them up against the couch and then he can climb up and slide down and <laughs> roll around. Uh, so he calls it the obstacle op- course. Uh, and so that is something that we've had to really do is try to find different ways to, you know, keep him occupied. I've actually, uh, made like a masking tape road on our floor. So he brings his trucks and Cars and trains on that road a lot, and finds different ways to play with that. I do a lot of like bins and different things as well to you know keep him busy and kind of change out what he's doing
1: yeah, wow oh. I'm thinking as you're talking that having to deal like just thinking about that nightmarish situation you said it's it was a week, but it probably felt more like a month or five months or something um. But I'm wondering about your mom confidence. I mean, I am I think that you've had to deal with a lot of things like in an accelerated way that maybe most moms experience at one time or another, but you've experienced it all kind of smushed, like all the road trips at once, <laughs> you know, for a year right. now. So do you feel like, do you feel like
2: this experience has made you a more confident parent? I think it has. And I think in general, it has actually just reframed uh, a lot of things for me personally and as a mom uh yeah we've we've had to adapt a lot while we travel I think from the beginning of our travels till now uh I've had to relinquish a lot of the control and truly expect the unexpected every single time we get in the vehicle to go somewhere (laughs) else and we've talked like about it a lot my husband and I is like we leave So we've gotten this down, you know, on moving day of getting everything ready, getting everything, you know, put into its places, getting out at like 830 in the morning. And we are like high fiving that we got out (laughs) by 830 a.m. It's only a four hour drive, which is really our like longest we try to do. And then we pull into the next spot at like 530 p.m. And we're like, how did this happen? How did we spend 8 or 9 hours getting 4 hours <laughs> so <laughs> that is one thing that in motherhood I've had to really rein in because it used to like give me so much anxiety of like things aren't going as planned he's not napping he's not you know he's losing his mind in the back seat because of whatever the 1 million things that could happen and I've I've really had to take a lot of deep breaths and learn that, you know, this is this is also just a part of the journey and that we're going to get somewhere new. And there's all these new experiences that we get to immerse ourselves in. And, you know, that's probably the the one thing, uh, you know, that I've really learned personally and what I want for Hayden, you know, as a mom is just to like stop. You know, necessarily going about life in the traditional way of you know the we've made it to this house. This is the house we were working so hard for, mm-hmm. or you mm-hmm. know the cars or money or material things. But we found so much like inner peace on this journey, and like allowing that inner peace, to, inner peace to actually make us feel like successful. Rather than the other measurements you know of success uh, and you know kind of doing this thing that has just like set our soul on fire, and I hope that you know that carries through to Hayden that he can feel success you know maybe through an untraditional way. Mm.
1: I love that
0: well, let's talk a little more about small space living. I think our listeners who Maybe live in a more traditional, like suburban house with a few bedrooms, or even our city living listeners. There's something kind of um, exciting or voyeuristic to think about this, like tiny house or RV movement. But I also think, like you can speak from the reality of, like just how much stuff comes with the baby and toddler years. Specifically, you mentioned, you know, keeping some uh, activities in bins and rotating those out and. Um, I would love to hear just a little bit more about especially the baby and toddler gear and the decisions you've had to make about what to get, what to keep, how long to keep it. I'm also curious about things like, do you ever ship a box home to your parents or the in-laws or something? Like, talk about the stuff management that comes with this (laughs) lifestyle.
2: Yes, uh, it's actually become quite the nerdy hobby for me. (laughs) (laughs) of of like organizing and figuring out the best places to store things and uh you know like how things get organized you know whether we're just whether we're somewhere or we're traveling because sometimes those need to shift to different places you can't just you know put things anywhere Uh, so it really has become this like game for me that I have uh highly enjoyed of uh, figuring out things like the organization in me, it's just like yes, right. I found a spot. It's getting back some of that control that
0: you lose with the schedule. But you're like, I will mm-hmm. control this stuff.
2: Yes. Uh, and I think one of the biggest, you know, thing we we went from a, a house, uh, full of baby items and and toddler items. Um, uh, we have grandparents that are very generous, and they really love to buy things, uh, for their grandson. So. It was, it was this time where we had to like look at everything we have, and then figure out the like kind of the bin system that we were going to use. Like, here are the four bins that we have for toys, mm-hmm. and this is all we have for toys. So it, it is, it's it's smaller items, it's less items, and we've and I've watched Hayden like really flourish with less. Mm. The less he has the more imaginative I see him become with like the same toy Uh, rather than letting the toys kind of entertain him because he has Mm -hmm. so much to choose from, but they, they are the cause of entertainment is, has been letting him have a few things that, you know, one of the criteria is that they can do, you know, that toy get maybe does different things, Mm -hmm. but also allows him to be, you know, far more imaginative with it and, find new ways to play with things. So that has been a, a a really good thing for him. Um but we do rotate a lot. That's been such um a big help is being able to rotate toys. And I know people do that like in the traditional home, but we just have to do it on a, on a much smaller scale. Uh but it's amazing what, you know, a, a new bin of toys does and the same actually goes you know on travel days of figuring out you know different toys to keep his attention uh the latest trick we have learned on travel day uh, is to like get a either a one dollar or a six dollar new toy something that he knows what it is Mm -hmm. and then hand it to him right when we're leaving Mm -hmm. and we usually can get like a full hour of him investigating this new Piece of equipment before you know he needs to move on to the next thing, which is a long time. Yeah, and in the so world the- of a toddler, an hour is <laughs> yes, like a day. It's like yeah, it's like an, an insanity. There's often times when we're traveling or something, and he's getting really antsy. And as like we have only ten minutes left, I know that's an eternity for you, <laughs> but <laughs> you're gonna have to hold on.
0: I love that. So I'm sure you've gotten better over time, and it, it sounds like you really like you said it's become a game. Do you do you have days where you just like are over it though, like where you just wish you had a two thousand square foot house, or could be alone in a big house, or as you've gotten better, do you really continue to kind of lean in and appreciate it?
2: Uh, I'm gonna say all of that. Yeah, I was gonna say at, you could. This is a both and. <laughs> yeah, at different times, uh, you know, even yes, there's times that I I feel over it, and that it would be as like it would be really nice to just have a place. Like just to go to a, a place right now, go to a house. Uh, even actually, last night we uh, we're currently in Mississippi, and so I don't. I mean, I know national news is talking about you know all the tornadoes and crazy storms that just went through here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there was a tornado warning, and we're like, this is probably not best to be in a camper uh, during a tornado warning. So we're you know we we got to town, and we were trying to find a place to go into, and we really couldn't. And then wow. we ended up back at, you know, where we were camping and we were went to the little concrete bathroom. Uh, so hmm. that's fun to entertain a toddler yeah. and not have them touch anything in a concrete bathroom when you're just trying to like be there for a little while and hunker down. Um, so at that moment, uh, when my husband and I are bickering about what we're going to do, uh, and it's like, oh, just be nice to have a house right now. <laughs> um, and then alone time, Yeah, of course. I mean, I think every mom is probably feeling the alone time uh, need during COVID, especially. But yes, in a 2000, like a 200 square foot house, you really don't have a lot of space. Once again, the like outdoor uh, being able to get out there has really been helpful. We do try like both my husband and I to take a little bit of time, you know, maybe once a week and we each, you know, can go for our like our own walk and not have toddler in tow, which is right. helpful. Um but then, you know, I guess in reality when I when I think about it and there's been times that my husband has been like, "All right, well, let's just stop doing this then. Let's go, you know, back to Minneapolis and we'll be we'll be done." And there's like I just, like, can't give that up. I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. no, I'm not ready for that. Like, everything that we kind of go through, the stresses of that might be a little bit more in everyday life just because it's a different, untraditional style, uh, Mm. still brings me, like, so much joy that it, you know, that we want to keep doing it. And I think it's really brought, like, us as a family, like, so close together Uh, And just to be able to spend time in some of this country's like most beautiful places. Mm. We like walk out our door sometimes and we're just like, wow, this (laughs) is absolutely incredible. I mean, we were parked uh, on the beach, you know, in South Padre Island for two weeks. It's like, all right, we're going to walk out our door and that's the ocean like 30 feet Mm. away. Chelsea, I feel
1: like you're doing a lot right now to promote the RV industry, so um, (laughs) we might need to pull another sponsor in for this series. This has been so fun to listen to, and I really just have one more question. I know you talked earlier about kind of that balance between getting really good at anticipating issues, which I think is like one of those mom superpowers that we all develop over time, but you've probably had to really develop it quickly and acutely. Like you have to account for every potential problem that could happen. But then at the same time, you have to be flexible enough to know that there's always going to be problems and things aren't going to go to plan. So I'm just wondering if you kind of mentioned that maybe that rolling with the punches doesn't really come natural to you, um, but maybe that you're getting better. And I'm wondering if you have any stories about having to wing it and like maybe kind of come out of your comfort level a little bit or maybe things that were just a disaster and they're not funny at all. Maybe even a sad story. You can tell one of those (laughs) if you want.
2: Um, yeah, I, I am like on the fence, I'm a roll with the punches in so many ways. And I really like the organization and the plan uh, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways as well. So parenthood in general has been like that push and pull for me. And I've had to learn uh, a lot in regards to that. And I think, yeah, all this travel that we do. I mean, most people, don't won't won't ever travel as much with their mm. kids as we have traveled. I mean, we have actually gone from one side of the country to the other, uh, and so it has brought about a lot of, uh, I guess, new ways of thinking for me, uh, and it's mm. also just made me uh, have to appreciate what is travel and that uh, it is not you know, your road trip with the music that you want to listen to mm-hmm. and, you know, all these cool stops and we can just get there when we get there. You know, there's there's still a there's still maps, There's still uh, wheels on the bus 700 times in a row. <laughs> um, and we've just had to learn that like the unexpected will happen and that that's OK. We have uh, I guess you know, in terms of a in terms of stories, I feel like I could probably write a small book on the <laughs> random places we've slept uh, and that we're not expecting to sleep in, uh, but you know the day does not go as planned, and this is yeah. where we are at. Um, definitely slept in a Walmart parking lot, Cracker Barrel parking lot, <laughs> uh, on top of a mountain that we for sure should not have had our camper on top of (laughs) oh um yeah we lost a tire that night on the camper so that was oh my goodness I mean that's a another one of those things looking
1: back later it's fun to talk about but probably in the moment you were you know pulling your hair out so
2: yes we did manage though at the very top of that mountain that was the only place we had cell signal, so I guess that was a blessing um (laughs) because then we could connect with the world again and maybe figure out where we were so yeah i mean and i think having a child in those situations uh for me definitely causes more stress because i mean Mm -hmm. we not only are they you know it's now becoming nightfall and this kid needs to eat he needs to sleep and he's gonna lose his mind i'm already losing my mind i'm trying Mm -hmm. to keep it together uh so I think our child has probably seen a fair share of, uh, you know, us, I guess the trials and tribulations of yeah. of travel mm-hmm. uh, and what that actually means. And I know he's only two. He won't remember a lot of this, but, you know, I'm hoping like both the highs and the lows kind of fill his soul yeah. and that he can have this sense of, uh, of calm when when things are going wrong. I think that's probably the one thing I have learned the most um, is that sense of calm while things are kind of falling apart, and you're trying to make a new plan and Google is not always right.
1: <laughs> <And> <laughs> turns out.
2: Turns out that it does bring you onto roads that should not be classified as roads. And oh you know you just have to Take a breath and know that the next day is going to be better. You're going to have a clear head and that as long as you're able to sleep, because we can sleep, you know, wherever we are, since our home is attached, uh, that we will be OK. Yeah.
0: Tomorrow's a new <laughs> yeah. day.
2: Yeah. I, the, as you're
0: talking, I'm thinking that's such a valuable lesson to carry forward into motherhood for you, even though, as you say, Hayden may not have concrete memories of this time, but what an amazing crash course in that push-pull of letting go, solving for what you can, kind of prioritizing or triaging in the moment. Like, it's just, it's very cool to hear you as a mom of only a couple years, like have that perspective and then the ways in which you can carry that into the next decades of motherhood, I think are very, very cool. So I'm, I'm so impressed. Um, I would love to kind of dig in a little bit, thinking ahead, talking about the future. Like you said, you've fantasized maybe about heading back to regular life. And then you say, no, I'm not done with this yet. So without committing to anything, you don't have to know, but do you have kind of a vision for where this ends or how you transition back into regular life or is that literally just like you wake up every day you talk about it together and you'll decide at some point
2: yeah uh I mean there is we know the transition back to uh you know that more traditional life will happen uh I really uh like homeschooling is something that I Find amazing, and I think that the people that do that are also amazing. Uh, but at the moment, that's probably not something that I'm prepared to do. You know, along with working full time, right? Uh, I just don't. Obviously, we couldn't dedicate enough time for that, and that's a really important element of you know his life. So in that sense, we would want to you know we'll, we'll want to be somewhere when when that takes place. Uh, but at the at the same time, uh, we. We left traditional offices, um, you know, because of COVID, mm-hmm. and those offices will go back. At least mine, for sure, will go back to being in office. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, you know, absolutely love what I get to to do, and you know that makes it worth it for me to be back and be in the office with my coworkers, and going about day to day life in that way. Um, you know. COVID has kind of left that TBD of, mm-hmm. of returns and, right. and how that functions. So, you know, we do know there will be an end, uh, but we are like absolutely cherishing every moment. And anytime we get kind of the notice that, you know, well, this work from home thing is, is extended, uh, you know, we are like, well, should we just go home then or should we stay out? And we're like, let's stay out we're not yeah. ready.
0: <laughs> it's just really cool. And it sounds like that you and your husband, you know, are equally, you're equally in this. And you, I, I would think, and I don't, I don't, I don't know, but I would think that if you've made it a year, you've probably learned some of the hardest things to learn and adapted in some of the most difficult ways. So it's very cool to think that it could be, you know, it could be any amount of time in the future, but you've got what it takes now, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm sure sometimes you think about that transition back to more traditional family life and you've touched on a few things as we've talked today but is there anything else that you just want to take with you like a mindset a mentality a skill set um that even if two years from now your life looks very traditional again what would you take from this and kind of pull into your your life going forward
2: yeah absolutely. I've actually thought about it a lot because we know at the moment that there's there will be an, an end date to our you know traveling journey um, I will definitely whenever we have you know a house again, I will live so much more simply mm. uh mm. and kind of minimally i just the thought of how much stuff we had it like mm. gives me like, anxiety over, like, all this stuff, it's amazing how much better it feels to not have stuff mm. and to really um, learn, like, what are the things that are really valuable to our life? Because it's not like we are living with, like, no conveniences or, you know, that we're just buying food and a one, you know, one pair of shoes or something. We We have... <laughs> Like, we have some things, right. but it's making those those choices of, like, how much do you really need? You probably don't need as many shoes as you own, because uh, we can't fit them in this space at the moment, but I don't really need them in a space where I can fit them. Mm. How many toys do you really need to make a child happy? A lot less than you think you need. Uh, right. And allows them to imagine and immerse themselves more into play when they're not like bombarded by so many choices so you know that's for sure one thing that will always be a part of me now is that uh mentality of probably purging and organizing uh and finding (laughs) like the the things that I truly need and what you really don't need that are just things
1: As you're talking, I'm looking around the room and just noticing all the things I don't need, and it's like <laughs> I want to like hang this call up and go completely purge, and then I mean I just I've lived in small spaces before and I know how you shrink your life to make it work, and then how easy it is to start creeping it back up again. So that's very inspiring, and I think you've just inspired a purge among many of us. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. Oh, this yes. has been great, Chelsea. What a what a great um, story you have, and something I think even if Hayden doesn't remember, you know, won't remember much of it. um, You can always look back to that time and that's going to feel so special for him as he gets older. And I just really appreciate you sharing your story. Yes. Thank you,
0: Chelsea. That was such a great conversation. And thanks to our sponsor for this series, Regalo Baby. Definitely check out their website at regalobaby.com slash hour, And you'll get a special discount when you shop there just for being our listener.
1: Yeah. And definitely make sure you check back for part three. That'll be tomorrow. where We're going to be talking about nurturing a spirit of adventure in your family, even if you're kind of on a smaller budget. And definitely check out our show notes and our social channels to find out more about our sponsor, Regalo Baby. All right, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk to you then.
0: Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug.
1: That is amazing.
0: Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code theMomHour. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K E R I K A dot A P P and use code theMomHour to save 20%.
1: The Mom Hour is brought to you by the Essential Calendar. Sarah, this is our favorite calendar for busy moms because its beautiful and simple design shows around three months at a time.
0: Yeah. And with summer fast approaching now is a great time to get the essential calendar and see what I've been raving about all these years. Get 10% off your order at the essential the mom hour. That's 10% off at the essential the mom hour.